It is so well defined what we have to do today. We got to go to work. We got to do. Hey everyone, Wade and Ryan. It's NFL in London. We're at the conference championships, and we're also going to do a divisional weekend uh, review. Um, yes, I have emotionally recovered, like a phoenix from the ashes. I have risen. You have. That's good. From to the finally Ravens. discuss this. To finally yeah. discuss this atrocity that happened on the field that destroyed. It was. Uh, we'll get to that one. Obviously, me. it's the last game, but uh, yeah. Uh, to be honest, I don't even know if I remember what happened in any of the other games because it's all just been it's all just been wiped from my memory. To be honest with you, after that, it was quite a blur, lost. but it was quite exciting and quite close. And but some I think games. I can piece I can piece it back together. I think some, I can do piece good some of the elements together while I can help you with it. Uh, and coaching news, people going around, uh, always exciting stuff going on. Uh, head coach Fiesta really going on. Falcons, uh, they got a guy. Uh, I don't really know much about him. Do you? I'm not really. Uh... Well, yeah, he had he had a coach. Uh, he was a coach a long time ago. I don't remember what team he was for. This is the second time around. But Let's... the real story is that Belichick's getting kind of not going to have a Pushed job. Off. Like, yeah, he's too much like baggage. Nobody went with him. Yeah, yeah. He just. I think a lot of people. Again, they've seen him without. The last couple, again, it's like hiring a 70 year old man. This is why they're seeing the elections, the presidents, and they're being like, Yeah, maybe we shouldn't do the too many millennials. Men I don't want to work with an old man because he's like so stuck in his ways. <laughs> yeah. But then you even have Vrabel, who everyone thought would be a hot commodity. It's too just old. everyone's. Yeah. They're going to hire a TikToker like, next year. Guys like Bobby Slowick, who I thought from Houston with what he did with Stroud, I thought he would have got a job. So again, a lot of people, some people go with some defensive guys. Uh, we have our first Spanish or Mexican guy, Canales. He's got yeah. six years. We're going to work with Tepper. He got a six year contract because he's like, I'm probably going to get fired in two months. Yeah. So I might as well get six years free pay. So yeah. the golden parachute, the golden Tepper parachute. Yeah. Get paid while you can. I mean, uh, and they're talking, I don't know if Belichick will get a job. And if he, you know, if he really wants one, who knows? Maybe he's just going in there and tanking the interview like uh, good, Goodwill Hunting. You know? I could see him going. To, he probably will go into TV. I bet to, I could see him not doesn't want to like kind of stick around. I think he wants to. I think he'd be quite good to be honest with you. Probably better than he is. Maybe he'll be even happier. You see him smile every now and then. Well, it could but be, I but think we all surprised. we all know how gruff and caustic he could be. Imagine if somebody calls him like he's on a on with a pundit with Stephen A. and Stephen A. corners him and meh meh meh. There'd be no words, just grunts. But what if this was the Falcons? Um, kind of revenge for 28 to 3 and all the mocking that they're like yeah we'll let that maybe yeah yeah bring him job. in could be we'll yeah bring, bring him in we'll yeah. wine him dine him and then just pull the rug right out from underneath that just, would be a very nice petty move that could Falcons be a prank show coming out of it they're just going to put on their on their thing it turns out it was just a whole prank yeah. show yeah um, they they put up a contract it's just a big like, middle finger they he's like going to sign it thinking he has the job and then they're like eh, the yeah, confetti comes out like, like, a, uh, like a, yeah. That um, would be my dream. Is what the Falcons are doing. But. Yeah. Well, it's going to be interesting. Obviously, it's a, sort of almost the start of the off season. We start looking at that as the season is regular. Uh, Zach Ertz gets picked up. Um, you know, I guess. Uh, okay. Get that nice ring. If you get a ring that late in the season, that's a nice move. Yeah. Move. Why not? You know, uh, it, it just sort of helps helps uh, even out the out the team a bit. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, see if they can, you know, see if they can uh, get them to work down, uh, work out a bit. Um, who knows? 
Let's go back through the game. So the, the games that we had last week, we'll start with a Saturday game. Uh, we're heading off to Baltimore where uh, it looked like uh, CJ Stroud was going to keep it close. Uh, and then Baltimore just turned it. Right. Um, you know, 34 to 10 in this one. It was a minus three game in Baltimore. It was cold. Stroud looked all right, but it was that Baltimore defense. Mm. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. They were all over him. It didn't help that, uh, that Houston doesn't have much of an offensive line. I mean, Stroud, 19 for 33, 175 yards, but still not Stroud we're used to. Uh, you know, Lamar doing a lot of running with his legs as well. Um, but they just – it was the defense and the offense, and it just looked like they were unstoppable. Yeah, that I think that it was the defense to, for everyone that you were just like, God, did this look like the team – that was sitting around waiting for their opponents. Like mm-hmm. they'd just been licking their chops for the last yeah. few weeks, just sitting there because they were fast. They were on the ball. Stroud looked completely lost just from the beginning. And even their, their defense, they were able to kind of keep it close for a while because like Lamar had his little ups and downs, but then even he was able to kind of turn it on by the end, had a great game. It was just an all round, just dominant team effort. And I think, you know, as I think we all got caught up in the Stroud the Stroud excitement because of how good they were against that Cleveland defense. But to me, the scary thing is this looks like a really complete Baltimore team. And my God, like I'm part of me is like, I'm glad Buffalo, they would have got their asses kicked if that's how Baltimore was going to play. Because when they look like that, I don't see how anyone feels like they can beat them. Yeah. I mean, it looked like Houston had a plan coming into it and they were sort of keeping it tight. And then it was just like, you just sort of knew something was coming and then it came and, and the defense was so fierce and Stroud didn't have an answer. They were that offensive line was just getting like cheese. They were just getting melted right through, um, you know, Baltimore controlled the whole game, 22 first down versus 10. I mean, you know, they were just moving it at will. Um, and then the fourth quarter, 17 points. Like at that point it was like, okay, you've already beaten them. All right. It's pretty ugly at this point. I mean, you know, it was tied at 10 at the half. And then it just after half, Baltimore's like, screw this, you know, and puts yeah. on 24 points and wasn't looking back after that. No, it just showed again, like the lack of like Houston, what they were able to do, but the lack of weapons really just showed, especially against that secondary. They weren't able to really get any of the deep shots hitting like they used to again. And even then, they don't have the run game. Singletary's a nice little piece, but he's always he's not the guy in the big game that's going to be able to kind of take it where you need it, and especially in the cold weather when you need to get those tough yards because they were getting hit and they needed someone to kind of take the pressure off of Stroud and they just weren't able to do it. And once they, it's like once they smelled that Stroud, like had a bit of that rookie fear, finally it looked like it showed a bit. They just like sniffed blood and they just came at them. And you got to give, you got to give the credit, like how the Baltimore, you know, uh, I think Mike McDaniel, defensive coordinator, like he should be, looking into getting back to it, maybe look potentially getting a job because what he's done with that defense. And I can't wait to see what they can bring against Kansas City this weekend because it's going to be wild, that game. It's going to be a crazy one, and we're all looking forward to that. We'll go back, though, first uh, to a tight game uh, for the San Francisco 49ers, the late game on Saturday. They had to come from behind in this one, but they were able to come from behind uh, and beat a very plucky, stinky Green Bay Packers 24-21. to uh, in this game, uh, Christian McCaffrey does what he does. Uh, but Purdy looking good uh, in his final drive, well, six for seven, 47 yards. His final drive. Final drive, you know. But he, yeah. did not, <laughs> he did not play well in the rain. He did not, you know, it, it's one thing that, like, 
it was like uh, the Bruce Willis. Uh, yeah, he was uh, he's not good in the rain. I mean, it was seven, six at half. It didn't look like a good game. And then it was the third quarter where Green Bay puts on 15 points really quickly. And you're just like, ooh, OK. Uh, and and they had to come back from that. Um, yeah. If you're Green Bay, you're just watching this being like, we had this. Like mm-hmm. they had this game so many times. You know, they, they, they could have done it. That missed field, missed field goals were, were yeah. coming in. Like, that was absolutely... Once they missed that field goal, you just knew it. Like, you mm-hmm. just knew that. Because, like, again, San Francisco was making mistakes. Purdy was throwing ugly balls all over the field. Debo went out early. Shanahan had some inexplicable first end of the first half clock management yeah. where he had, like, four minutes, three timeouts, and somehow kicked a field goal. It's like there was no... It was, it was like he was literally, I've never seen anyone play for a field goal more than Kyle Shanahan in that game. Um, so it was a weird, and to me, like, if you're, if you're Jordan Love, like, that, at the end of that game, what do you do? You need three points yeah. to come down the field to throw that pass, cross your body deep in the center of the field was just, maddening especially considering how well he's been playing and yeah um that it's if if you're green bay you're just like yeah you know of course you want that back but if you're green bay you're kind of like houston where you just feel like okay it's all we we got our quarterback it's all looking good bring on next year because i think if you're green bay you can't you look at that game we held we went toe-to-toe with the number one seed and we probably should have won yeah, no, they, and and all all applause to them in the playoffs because they did. They played really well, and and he really stepped up as a quarterback. Um, he does, you know, the the bonehead plays which he was making a lot of at the start of the season disappeared, which is good. You know, you'd see a, a couple of them as you say that that one he had two interceptions, but I think it was the coaching really that came down to it. They were really able to put the gears into them and frustrate Purdy, and that's what you need to do. Um, he wasn't able to get the momentum and, and that's what everyone looks at. If you can take Purdy off his momentum, do you got a chance at this? And Aaron Jones, you know, had 108 yards in this as well. Uh, but good yeah. on Green yeah, Bay. Good. It, it hurts me sometimes to say it, but as a football fan, I got to say it first. Good on yeah. it. They look good and they, they look you good. They look dangerous. And, you and you know, finally had, got there in the end. Had they had, you know, had this game been in Green Bay, obviously it'd been a different story, but, um, you know, good, good on them because they were, you know, we talk about da- the dangerous teams that would get into the playoffs and Green Bay was that dangerous team and they gave everyone a scare, but 49ers move on. Um, we move on to the next game, which was the Sunday game, the first of the Sunday games. Um, and, uh, well, this one was also a bit of a tight one, but uh, it didn't not tight for too long. 31 to 23, eight points. Detroit gets the win in this one. Um, it was tight, though, at the start with. It was 10 all at the half. Detroit needed it in the fourth quarter. I mean, you had Baker Mayfield balling out 349 yards, three touchdowns, two interceptions. Uh, but Baker really trying to do what he can do, uh, including, you know, that last you know pass to the to Mike uh, Mike Evans in the end. But it was not enough for them um, uh, as Detroit gets the win in this one. Uh, ballsy, but uh, again, yeah, good, good on, good on Tampa, and got to, got to feel respectful for them for what they were able to accomplish and what people expected out of them this year. Yeah, and we're, I think we're all still waiting for that Dan Campbell mistake that we've been talking about. Maybe save yeah. it for the AFC Championship because he hasn't really, like, I, he was all right. He did some weird talk management stuff as well, but um, overall, you know, you got to give it up for Derek Goff being able to basically. Yep pull this off again. The guy's been playing, you know, when the playoff comes on, he's got a little like, 
even though he hasn't won it yet, he's got a bit that Eli Manning where he can just yep. pick it up a notch, take it up that little level, even though he's always quest- being questioned every every other time. Um, it doesn't, yeah. And then again, Detroit, they're just able to get some pressure. Aiden Hutchinson's just been like, like how Jacksonville must be looking, be like, how do we not draft this guy number one overall? And they just look like, again, they're in a, they were in a loud crowd that was on their side. It was a fun game. And again, I think Baker is one of the stories as well, because the dude went was pretty much run out of the league about a year ago. And now he looks like he's going to be sticking around. Because if you're Tampa, you just got to find like you're not going to pay him like 50, I don't no. think. Right. Like I'm no. not paying Baker that much. But if you can get him somewhere in between, mm-hmm. that would be nice. And you're able to keep Mike Evans. I think you've got a little something. I mean. Unless Baker's just going to be Fitz, which is every year he's just going to front another team and no one just keep it doing one year deals for like 10 years. It's either going to be that they either go with it or they're going to be like, ah, maybe we'll just franchise tag them. See one more year. Yeah, because I mean, the way they treated Evans, I mean, the start of the season, we remember that when it's like, do you guys want me? Do you love me? And it's like, yeah. And so there's that's got to burn still, I would think. I don't think you're going to forget that. So there would have to be some deep ass apologies. <laughs> I would think to Mike Evans to make him really go. Well, yeah, you know what? I a will lot say, of zeros, a lot of zeros, can uh, make a lot of zeros help with apologize. apologies. But you know, um, but you know, as again, good on them. I think the real star that I saw was the, the Detroit offensive line. Man, he's got so much time, uh, and that's really yeah. been sort of a, a big differential. I think is is he's got probably the best offensive line going into this of the final four. Um, the Detroit defense, you know, Hutchinson was great in the past eight games, but before they were kind of sucky. You know, they were allowing a lot of pressure. They were allowing a lot of guys to get through. So the secondary still, you have some issues, obviously. Um, but, you know, they play fierce, and it was a 14 points. It's the double-headed threat of Montgomery and Gibbs, too. I mean, it's really mm-hmm. the, two, the two-headed monster really helps them and takes a lot of pressure off them because Gibbs can just dance, and and Montgomery can gash. And, and you well, use they're, they're a perfect compliment to each other. Yeah. They're like back in the day when it used to be like Mark Ingram and, and Kamara, that yeah. nice one-two, different styles different attitudes but they would be both beat you but lots of different ways different different ways and it it just it's a really nice compliment and and san fran is going to have a problem with that because you can you can probably stop one you can't stop two uh but a good game on that uh and i don't think there was any other game no that's it let's move on to the move on to the let's move on to the drama ball uh it was cold in buffalo but it was even colder in their hearts when they left uh it was a very (laughs) tough game this one is Patrick Mahomes once again put an icy dagger into Bills fans. Uh, Travis yeah. Kelsey with two touchdowns. Um, Taylor was there. Everyone was feeling the love, and uh, and they ran out the clock on this one. Tyler base wide right, but you know it was also Diggs dropped a, ba- a pass, and there was a lot Gosh. of things going on. Tell us uh, how, how this went for you. <laughs> it was an emotional. It was again. It was. I like to say surprising. It wasn't. It's a classic, you know, this is this is what always seems to happen. Um, you have a, a Bills game where you need a defense to do anything, and they just get walked over. Mahomes just walked over. That We didn't get pressured, couldn't get him down once. He just was able to have time in the world. Again, when you have A.J. Klein, a guy that got off the bench who was literally going on vacation a couple weeks ago, having him guarding the greatest tight end and just getting – burnt off the first drive left right and you're just like okay this is the day it's gonna be mm-hmm. um yeah it again it showed that they still need another weapon you know it was it even stefan diggs who looks like 
like the last 10 weeks, you can't say this. This is another guy who in the playoffs, big game against the Chiefs, 20 yards. Mm-hmm. And the last four times the Bills have had elimination games, Stefan Diggs hasn't cracked 100 yards. Most of the times doesn't even hit 50. Yeah. So you've got to wonder, what is this? That big drop? You know, it, it's it's hard to put any of this on Josh Allen. He didn't turn it over. Three touchdowns. It just was when when you play someone like Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, you've got to play perfectly. And if you mm-hmm. don't play perfectly, you end up blowing it. They got Bills got lucky too because they could have lost by double digits if it wasn't for that fake punt and then them fumbling through the end zone. They were down ten yeah. with about five minutes left. So to me, it's it's it was a just incredibly disappointing game and it just showed the bills injuries especially in the secondary because they couldn't seem to be able to stop anything it was hard to watch it to be honest with you it was a painful three hours of my life but you know that uh, there's a great quote it's that i can take the despair but it's the hope that kills me yeah and that's that's how i felt after watching that it's like oh yeah that, that hope you felt it's like oh yeah it's like Brady all over again. You know? Well, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, like, it, it was watching that's like what Brady. It, feels like. it is like he just has that rally monkey in him, you know, and he just has that ability to just do it. And and it's just when you watch it, it's just, oh, my God. Like, it is Brady. Brady, Brady, yeah, Brady was the, the original team. rally monkey that, you know, that you just get going. And, you know, they would shake it and rake it. And, and, and uh, yeah, it just clutched. Um Man, it just—it's magical. It really is magical. Yeah. Holmes, it's—it's um, it's really impressive, and you got to give him like all the. And as the just world, as a dude. football fan, you just have to watch and go. He's going to do it. He's going to do it, and he is going to do it. Um, and, and that's why it's so hard to bet against him. Um, yeah. You know what it made me feel too? It made me think about. It made me think about like if you're Josh Allen, this is what it must be like when <laughs> yeah. you're like ra- when you're like racing Verstappen, right? Yeah. When you've got a guy who's just just better than you. He's just going to win yeah. all the time. And even though you're this incredible race car driver, no one gets to see you hoist the trip because this other guy is just faster than you, a little bit faster and a little bit better. And that's what it reminded me. That's what I was thinking about. Like all the, like, cause Josh Allen was great out there. He played a great game, but no one's going to remember anything he did because, you know, like that throw he did to Shakir was one of the nicest yeah. touchdown throws I've seen anyone throw in a playoff game but again he just he's just unfortunately coming up against you know manning had the same thing with brady for a long time until he did it so they just gotta keep going back to the well and trying again they're again they can get they can get a receiver in the draft but they gotta start stop thinking you can stop people in the playoffs with the defense because you clearly can't just load up on offense and try and outscore them. That's what I think you should do. Yeah, I mean, the defensive problems didn't help. There wasn't enough tools for him. Again, maybe it's the blocking. The injuries did come into play. It was was part of coaching as well because Andy Reid does have it in that. And you talk about sort of the, the, you know, the the pretty, who's prettier. And and look, you just have to look on the sidelines. On one side, there's Taylor Swift. And the other side, it's the girl from Pitch perfect you know like it's uh you can sort of see the glam slam yeah. in both of it um it's man it's just you just have to wonder though buffalo it's like is next year you're gonna be it's our year again and then you just yeah, go and see, you that's get, what i mean it's great you go and you it's choke out days. and Mahomes just sort of kicks you kicks you down you know the kicks you down the stairs again says no nope, maybe not this year again because um, this was the year to do it, right? You had yeah. it on your turf. You had a, you know, a week, kind of a weakened Kansas City team. This was yeah. the time to do it, and you still couldn't do it. So still couldn't I do don't it. Really, and 
Yeah. My my level of like hope for the future is yeah, listen, I think Bills are still gonna be great, they're gonna be fun. But do I think they'll be able to get past Mahomes? No, I don't. Yeah. I, I don't know if I ever will, to be honest with you. <laughs> and that and that brings us to to the, the conference championships, the championship Sunday, as we've got coming up. Uh, this Sunday, it's uh, two games, one at 8 o'clock uh, GMT, the other one at 11.30 p.m. GMT. If you're going to stay up that late, it'll be up uh, early hours in this one. Uh, obviously, we start with the AFC first, where the Kansas City Chiefs are visiting the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, Kansas City, you know, Patrick Mahomes has kind of had them in the regular season, had his number. Uh, but this one at eight o'clock, 44 and a half is the over under four point favorites for the Baltimore Ravens. Ravens on fire. You're obviously burnt and hurt from what Patrick Mahomes mm-hmm. and you can show me on the doll where he touched it later. But uh, <laughs> uh, what do you think? And do you think Patrick Mahomes is this where he gets stuffed? Well, I think he's going to um, get a lot more resistance than he did against Buffalo. I'll tell you that. That's kind of what I anticipate. I think a lot of people like, again, and rightfully so, are the Chiefs back. They look like they were able to move the ball up and down the field with ease. But I think going up against that injury-riddled Buffalo defense and then going up against Baltimore and that juggernaut fully healthy defense, it's going to be a completely different story. I think Mahomes is going to get pressured a lot. I think this is the the real test is like what is what is Lamar gonna look like to me? Mm-hmm. I think Mahomes is gonna be able to do enough to keep this interesting. It's like this is this is like again, like Josh Allen had last week. This is his time. I mean, this is Lamar's time, you know. He's potentially the MVP. You've got Mahomes on your own turf. You've never beaten him. I don't think ever beaten him. I think Mahomes has won every game against him. He's won and, I think he won in twenty twenty one, didn't they win a playoff oh, game? Oh, they, they might have won. No, I don't think he won a playoff game. Not against the Chiefs. I think Chiefs he's only lost to three the... and one against them. I think they beat him once. I thought it was twenty twenty one. I don't think it was a playoff game. I don't think it was a playoff game. But they might have beat him in the regular season. But either way, that doesn't. As Josh Allen knows, that does not count. Uh, to me, it's you can run on this Kansas City. That's what Baltimore's going to do. They're, they're still able to kind of run it. They want to be able to be physical. They want to out out muscle you in the trenches. They want to get pressure. On Mahomes, and they got the secondary that Buffalo didn't have to kind of make it even more difficult for these receivers to get open because they were just wide open against Buffalo. I just don't think it's going to happen. To be perfectly honest with you, I think Baltimore is going to get open the hump. This isn't just I know. Part of me, why there's the cynical part of me that's like they want this whole Taylor Swift thing where he gets on one knee on the center field as the confetti comes down. There's a cynical part that makes me think that that's exactly what they want to happen. It's all been pre-planned. The wedding planner is already out there. But I'm going to say no, and I'm going to say Baltimore wins this uh, 28-25. Yeah, sorry. It was a a regular season uh, that Baltimore beat them. It was 36-35 that they beat them. That's the game. It was a high scoring. It's always high scoring with these two. Um, And, man, here's the thing, because there is that bugaboo. Just like Josh Allen, and you sort of, of wonder if, if, if you know, deep in Lamar's head, and I don't think there is it, if he thinks Patrick is the boogeyman to him because he always gets me. He's a boogeyman to everyone. He is. He <laughs> is a boogeyman to everyone, and so he just sort of seems to turn it on, even with an injured Kelsey. With you know, with the the team, the defense obviously stepped up. The offensive line isn't. It's not the same Chiefs, but he still has the ability to do it. So you know, I was going back and forth in this. I was saying, damn, there's a way. There's a way the Chiefs can win this and just upset Lamar if they shuffle it up enough. But then the more I'm looking, I'm just like, this is, you're right. This is, this is the, 
this has got to be it for Lamar. Like this has got to be the charge. This is the perfect team to do it. They seem it's at home. It's motivated. Yeah. And and I got to buy into it. I got to really buy into it because they've been playing such good football in the defense, making adjustments. You know, I think w- with Harbaugh and the way that he he's got this now, particularly with the team. And if Mark Andrews is back and he's got yeah. it, that's it. That's that's the difference right there. Mark Andrews will make this game because they were they weren't playing without him, and that's his number one target. And suddenly Kansas City. Since he didn't play him last week, Kansas City's now got to adjust for him. Well, their yeah. secondary is beaten up enough. Mark Andrews, just like Kelsey, Mark Andrews will gash you. And and then they're going to have to start covering that. Then the running game opens up. So And then Lamar's legs open up. So yeah. I think if they get... They could just beat you so many ways. So that's, that's to me, that was a big thing. I was I was going back and forth. And I was like, if Mark Andrews is back, uh, then it's it's all Baltimore. 30 to 20. Uh, Patrick Mahomes will fall apart. And, and he, the whole thing is if he falls apart too much that's when the interceptions and the problems will come because that's when Baltimore, you know, if Patrick is down by two, you know, two digits, uh, man, then Baltimore is really just going to just play at you and just, you know, chase when they need to and just make the cover and smackdowns because he's only really got Rashi Rice to go deep to and then Kelsey and he's got no one else. So everyone else will just drop it. 30 to 20. All right. Then we head into the next game, Detroit Lions, uh, heading into San Francisco and San Francisco, uh, is seven point favorites in this one. Uh, how do you not like that? Um, the over seven and a half, actually, the over under in this one, 51 and a half. It's going to be on 11 30 p.m. here, GMT. Um, you know, obviously, we saw that uh, San Francisco, seven and a half points, they were favored by 10 and a half against the Packers last week and barely won. Um, and 51 and a half points. Detroit's a scoring fiesta. Um, there's a lot of matchups here that bode well. Um, but um, how do you like this one? Is did, did, Does Detroit have enough of the bite here to, to take out the 49ers? Oh, it's tough. Um, I don't think so. I just, I don't know. I just feel like the fact that if, again, San Francisco had the game last week where they messed it up and they probably should have lost. I think this is the one where you kind of fix the mistakes. It's probably not going to be raining, so the weather's going to be a bit better. Mm-hmm. I think Debo's probably going to be back. But, again, will he finish the game? And to me, you know, you still got McCaffrey. You still have so many weapons that I think, again, even with the defense, you have Jared Goff playing outside. You know, that's always been the thing. If it's a little even, he's just not the same when he's on on the turf at home. He's a mm-hmm. different quarterback on the road, and especially going against that San Francisco defense. I just think it's too much. I think Detroit's done amazingly, I think, to get this far. It's like... um years ago when Buffalo made it against Kansas City and they were just overmatched because they just weren't ready to take that next jump, but they made it this far. And I don't think anyone thought Detroit would even probably make it this far. Um, So um, I I am going to go with San Francisco. I think the legend of Brock Purdy continues. I think Shanahan needs this. Um, And, you know, there is the old that um, conspiracy theory about the the picture of the Super Bowl, the colors, that is, is predicted three years in a row. So I'm going to stick with um, the uh, Illuminati and I'm going to go with Baltimore to win. I'm sorry, not Baltimore, San Francisco (laughs) to win uh, 30, 24. Ooh. I mean, this is another one too, that there's some matchups here because, you know, again, I'm going back and forth in this one with Detroit's momentum and just seeing the weakness of San Fran. Um, Yeah. San Fran's defense, obviously huge, but Detroit's offensive line is pretty tough. So it gives them a bit of an advantage. San Fran's a shutdown on the run, but they've got two running backs. So how do you stop both of them? Detroit 
obviously has weaknesses in their secondary, but if 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 Brock Purdy's rattled, he's not going to be able to find that. He's going to have to rely on McCaffrey, and Detroit can just shut down McCaffrey, and they can rattle him. Then it's a lot of third and outs. Man, I've been back and forth in this one. Now there's Zach Ertz being added, which to me, the Mark Andrews factor is, if they can get him <laughs> quickly into yeah, the lineup. That would be tough. But you know what? 10 or 15, 12 yards here changes the play. You know, if they can get him into a couple plays, he's a veteran, you get him in, it doesn't matter. I'm just saying you disrupt it. Yeah. You'd make San Francisco have to adjust. It's like, shit, now we got this because he's adding a blocking factor in as well. So I went back and forth, but I, I think San Fran wins. I think that it's going to be closer. I've got it 28 to 27. I think that uh, Detroit really munches on them here. And he, he puts his big balls in the bucket and he, he marks them out like Randy Marsh. Um, uh, so yeah, but uh, and I think both of you and I are predicting that San Fran and Baltimore and the Illuminati mm-hmm. Super Bowl. There we go. That is it for our predictions podcast and our obviously review podcast. Hope you liked it. Uh, and then obviously listen to this, share it with all your friends, tell everyone, and uh, we'll be back next week with our review and talk about who's going to the Super Bowl. Thanks for listening. <laughs>